0: everywhere I go. He's there to meet my every need, loving me in truth and deed. Jesus, Jesus my Lord. My, my, my Jesus, Jesus will speak. I go. He's there to meet my every need. He's loving me in truth and need. Jesus, Jesus, my Lord.
1: Today. Thank you, Lord. We're gonna, we I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. Hallelujah! Holy my God, hallelujah! Amen. Amen. You're so good, Lord. Have your way this morning, Father. Have your way, Lord. We just praise you and worship you, Lord.
0: Oh, I'm
2: sorry.
1: What's, the, what's that? Your song? What was that song you to play? I'm sorry. Yeah, there was another song you want to play. I'm sorry. I got some. Excuse me, guys. We had a little technical difficulty here, but that's okay. Praise the Lord.
0: love on Jesus this morning, huh? Hello, Larry. Hello, Sam. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're the rose of Sharon to me. I love you. I love you. I love you. And now your sweet face I can see. Oh well, Jesus, your Lord over me, yes Lord. Oh well, Jesus, your Lord over me. God you give on to me the complete victory I Lord. we love you Jesus
1: we just love on you Lord hallelujah
3: I love you I love you
0: yes I love you Lord I love you you're the rose yes you are Lord me.
1: my God
0: Jesus, your Lord over me. Yes, your Lord. Oh, Jesus, your Lord over me. You've given to me the complete victory. And Jesus, your Lord Jesus, your Lord over me. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you this morning, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Praise be your holy name,
1: Lord. Praise be your holy name. Let's just give him praise, God. Praise be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. You deserve our praise, God. You deserve all praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. My God, my God, my strength. Thank you, Father. Have your way this morning, God, in this service, Lord. Bring forth the words that you would have us to hear, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done for us, God. For redeeming us, God. For giving us a way where there was no way, Lord God. For you are the way, the truth, and the life. For forgiving all of our sins and washing them away, God, as though we had never done them, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. For hearing us, Lord, when we were sinking in the miry clay of these of this world's pleasures of sin, God, and you lifted us up, God, and you brought us above all that, Lord Jesus, that now we can live in victory through you, Lord. Thanks be to God, which gives us the victory. Thank you, Lord God, for making us more than conquerors, God. Thank you, Lord, for causing us to overcome, Lord. For Lord, you said to the seven churches, each one, you said, "He that overcomes shall inherit." Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your power working in our life, God. For the unction of the Holy One, Lord Jesus, that works in all of us, God. For the gift of the Holy Spirit, Father, in each one in this body, Lord Jesus. Use them. Use each one, Father. Thank you for the doors you've opened, God. Oh, God, to open up the broadcast, to open up doors of utterance, Jesus, to give us the courage to speak forth your word, God. We love you. We praise you, Jesus. I come against all spiritual darkness. I come against the enemy this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, Shall not have your way. It'll be God's way only this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. The captives will be set free this morning. Hallelujah. No demon, no darkness, no hell can come against us, can stand against the word of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your victory in you, Jesus. Thank you for the brethren this morning that are here, God. Bless them, Father, and bless all that hear this and all those on YouTube and Zoom, Lord. Get off the grass. Everyone that hears this, Father, in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
0: Huh? That was, uh, that was oh. Oh, okay. The kids, Get
1: off the grass. <laughs> oh. Well, you got to correct those kids sometime, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sister Bridge, you got me on? Get me on, Brother Cedric. Am I, am I on now? Yes, sir. Test one, two. I don't hear me on there. Test one, two. Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right now, Brother Test one, two. Yes, sir. You got me. Thank you, Brother Cedric. Thank you, Sister Bridget. Hallelujah. What a wonderful God. Oh, I love this, man. This is a love feast. We come together with the brethren. Hallelujah. We are so blessed to have Sister Jillian with us. He came in from California. That's right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sister Jillian, was it worth sitting in traffic all that time to come in here? Praise the Lord. What a blessing. We went out yesterday, and uh, she's just such a blessing and an encouragement to be around. She just loves the Lord with all her heart, and uh, I just thank her. She fits right in with us. Praise the Lord. We're just happy to have her. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good to, welcome. Good to see all you guys on this morning. Welcome. Hello, Brother Tommy and Brother Wesley and, uh, and Jennifer, Brother Joel, Brother Eric. Sister Eleanor, brother Jonathan, Samuel, Jessica, uh, all those on. Uh, praise the Lord, good to have you. Good brother Eli, good to see you. Brother Abner, I miss you, Abner. Where you been? Hallelujah, good to see you, brother. Thank you, Lord, and uh, good to have uh, Lee Harris with us today. That's a blessing. Uh, you know, brother Lee Harris. Talked to him this morning. Oh, this morning. That was okay, Lee. I talked to you this morning. Good to have you, brother. Praise the Lord. What a blessing, Brothers, Brother Terry's with us today. I see, okay, I see one here. Larry's here. So Brother, brother Terry's over there. Hey, Brother Terry. Good to have you this morning, Brother. Any, um, so, uh, let's see, anybody else on there bro, that I didn't mention? Okay. I'll be dropping in. Praise God. Hallelujah. Any needs in the body this morning? Everybody well? Uh, brother Samuel had been sick, but he, he said he's almost 100% Uh, uh, well so uh, he's supposed to he may be going out to share the gospel today so please uh, keep Brother Samuel in prayer Um, anybody else with anything going on thank you Lord uh, uh, my uh, wife's brother is coming in this week for a day or two we're going to keep him in prayer That the Lord will give us a a door with him to be able to share and help him uh, to come to know the Lord hallelujah Uh, thank you Jesus anybody else praise the Lord Hallelujah. Pray for Sister Jillian too that the Lord will direct her on her work. She's looking for some different work and stuff. So pray the Lord will guide her and direct her. We're just happy to have her. She's got Jesus all over everything her arms, her core, her, <laughs> her heart. <laughs> Amen, Sister Jillian. You know, I, I was, um, Jillian has been with us really for a long time. Um, I think it's the uh, first time I saw Jillian was uh, there on YouTube with us probably what, two years ago or so, Jillian, something, two or three years ago or so, something like that, and uh, I, I, what do you, lo, lo and behold, now she's sitting in the living room with us, praise God, <laughs> hallelujah, thank you, Lord, what's wrong with the rest of you guys, y'all need to be coming over here too, all right, <laughs> praise the Lord, I'm, I'm so thankful for every one of you, I'm thankful that we can have the, uh, the uh, technology that we can have to be able to Uh, fellowship with you you know because it's so much just like being with you You I love each one of you I feel like I've been knowing each one of you for a year for all all my life and it's just a blessing to hear from all of you and to see the body work in the body ministry we're going to be talking a little bit I think about the body ministry this morning praise the Lord Um, so if that's all the requests we have did anybody make a request on there okay amen Uh, I think that's it so father uh, I want to lift up this morning God we had many, many doors yesterday as we went out and street preached and went to Sam's God. Um, I want to thank you, Jesus. I, I, I just, that was one of the most productive, I think, as far as what we could see, uh, times I've ever had. Uh, so many good doors, Lord. Be able, to be able to speak into so many hearts and um, people that committed to, want, to wanting to get things right and to be even, even in service with us on YouTube or, or here, Lord. Father, may it follow through, God. May, may you increase the seeds that we planted in water. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for letting, allowing us to lift up our voices like trumpets, God, and warn the people of the sin, Lord, and what is coming. Thank you, Father, for the great doors of opportunity you gave us yesterday. Um, I pray for my brother Samuel, Lord. I thank you that you've made him feel so much better, Lord. I pray the healing be complete, even now, in the name of Jesus Christ. Touch my brother, mighty man of God. Touch him, Father. I ask in Jesus Christ's name. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I pray for each one of my brethren that are here this morning um, that, Lord Jesus, you would use each of us mightily, God, to speak forth your word, to have doors of utterance, to have the courage, God, and not be fearful, Lord Jesus, to speak your word wherever we go, God, to stand up, Lord Jesus, and stand for you, not being ashamed of the gospel. But, Lord Jesus, a care and a love for others. You said to love our neighbors as ourselves, God, and we will love them enough to tell them the truth, God, before it's too late. Thank you, Father, for the boldness, God, that you give us and the courage that you give us, Lord. We love you. We praise you. And Lord, I ask that the Holy Spirit has his way this morning, that uh, you are the teacher. Um, so I ask that you teach us this morning, God, of your word and open up the scriptures to us, Lord Jesus, that everyone will be edified and everyone will. Learn, and and if it causes correction, whatever it may do, Lord Jesus, let let it so be it. And that the people will be encouraged and not go away, but say, yes, Lord. It's like I had to do, Lord. I had to say, yes, Lord, you're right, and I was wrong, and uh, received my correction. Thank you so much, Lord, for that, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the mighty move of your Holy Spirit this morning. Let's hear the God, and it's going to continue to be here. We appreciate that, because we know that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And all things will work together for us who love the lord thank you for the victory lord in jesus christ's name i pray thank you lord amen yes we had a wonderful day out uh, yesterday powerful powerful time in the lord was able to pray with people in the middle of the store aisles hallelujah um and uh just had some real real good doors uh, of, of people uh i know my wife um talked to a woman that she really had some good doors with we had just tremendous i, I know i had Six or seven, at least, really, really good opportunities where I got their phone numbers and gave them the site and the times and so forth. Any guys, uh, Brother Cedric? Anybody want to uh, uh, share? We had like what we have like nine of us out yesterday. Nine people came out. Brother Roy was with us yesterday. Uh, Brother Roy, Sister Bridget was with us. Brother Cedric, of course, Sister Taylor. Um, let's see, Brother Kelly was with us. My wife was with us. Brother J B was with us. Uh, Brother Roy was. I said that you were with us twice, Roy, and. Uh, and, and of course, Sister Jillian, she was leading the group. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we th- we're thankful. Would any one of, one of you guys want to testify of anything that happened yesterday? Anybody have have a word? Okay. Okay. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, I did. So that's good.
4: Hey, hey brother, I got a I got a story.
1: Okay, give me a story, brother. <laughs>
4: yeah. On Friday, I went out, and. Um, oh, you there went on Friday. Guy, okay. Yeah, and there was a guy. Um, uh, we were out. He was like a guy, like a street musician guy. I don't know if he was homeless or not, but he's playing on like bongos or whatever, kind of close where we're at. Well, We are over there kind of doing our thing, and he just yelled. He's like yelling. I'm like, I hear somebody yelling, My na- like, hey, how's, yelling for me. I turn around and look, and this guy's like, are you passing out literature? What do you got? And I was like, yeah, I hand him a a track. I think it's the same tracks you guys give out. And um, he, lo- he took a look. He's like, oh, thanks, man, and turned around and walked away before I could say anything. He just walked away. And then he just comes back like five minutes later. And he's like, Hey, uh, can I get a couple more of them? I'm reading this. I really like this. I'm making sure I'm not on this list. And I was ministering to him. I got to really pour into him about, you know, stopping sin. And he's like, man, I really appreciate it. And he's like asking my name. I gave him his, my name. And he told me his name, his name was Woody. And then he left. And then he comes back five minutes later. He's like, Hey man, Hey Samuel, can I get like five or six more of them? So I can give to my <laughs> nieces and nephews I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, okay, awesome. And he leaves. Then he comes back again he's like hey can I give you I, the lord he's like I want to give you guys some money and I was like well I don't take any money maybe this Keith you know he maybe he does for his he's like okay I'm going to go make some money. so he was over there playing his music to give to give uh to to give a blessing really and he gave it to Keith's wife and on the way out she gave it to a a man who needed needed help on the way out. But this man, the whole time he's sitting there, listening to the preacher and he's so in, so in, uh, enthusiastic about it, took like five or six gospel tracks and was working for money to give to the Lord. It was just an amazing thing. It was, his name was Woody. So if you guys keep him in prayer, he was really receptive of the word and he really, really appreciated it.
1: Thank you, Lord. That's good testimony, brother. Yeah, there was one particular guy. His name was Sloan. You remember Sloan? Sloan was um, a paraplegic. He was... Um, in a wheelchair and his arms is like he was he was very afflicted in his body sweet sweet guy you know sweet spirit on him and just shared with him and he received everything we said basically and he, I said Sloan, can we pray for you you know and he said he said yeah you know and we were able to lay hands on him and pray for him um, and then there was another guy that Roy and I were talking to at um, uh, he was going to a extension of the one of the churches I used to pastor at um, before I came to the full truth. And, uh, and I, I was t- he says, I, said, I, I didn't know who he was. I was, just went up to him and talked to him. And he says, oh, I'm a pastor. I said, oh, really? I said, where at? And he told me the name of it. And Cedric comes to me and he says, let me just inform you who this is, you know? He said, this is from the uh, old church, hymn, Cedric and I used to go to. And I, I said, wait a minute. I said, you claim to be a pastor. I said then you must be blameless and pure and holy he said it says that I said, yeah, and then I says, plus you guys are preaching that uh, that you can commit suicide and still go to heaven, and you're preaching that your future sins are forgiven he just but he wouldn't confront he wouldn't he wouldn't say anything you know and um so uh I gave him my number and I said, man, you want to get together and talk someone I'd love to talk with you but um anyway, we just ran into a lot of that and but some was just... Some just really received. We're very thankful for the words, you know, and very excited about it. Brother Cedric, you wanted to say something
5: about that? Then uh, shortly after that, we ran into another young man. His name was uh, Yamachet.
0: You remember that?
5: <laughs> yes, his name was Yamachet. I could have
1: never remembered that name. And, uh, <laughs> he,
5: was, he was from out of the country, very sweet man. He came, around the, uh, he came around the corner, he had on a shirt that said, Loved by God. And I took the opportunity from his church, started ministering to him. And he stopped and said, you know, I love conversations like this. And he said, you're challenging me, aren't you? You know, and I was like, I just want you to know the truth. And he was just asking questions. And he said, I like this, you know, I really like this, you know. And then so he said, well, we just actually moved down here two days ago. And then he said, I got a job interview and I got hired on to work for another company. So he's like two days here. He said, well, I went to this church and I want to know if, you know, if this church is something I should be going to. I said, no. And he said, well. I was actually considered about going to this church. I said, no, not that one either, you know. And, uh, and I, I mentioned to him why, you know, because these churches are not preaching the, the truth. And I was sharing the truth with him, and he just was mopping up the truth. He's like 28 years old with three kids and a wife, and it's a very sweet guy. And he said, well, man, please give my number so that we could, uh, we could link up some time and talk more about, about this, because I really want to wanna grasp this, you know. And so I do want to lift up Yamachet. And, and that he would would come. He just moved here, so potentially
1: he could come Amen. visit at some point. Amen, I know we got. Uh, I know I got six or seven people that I sent to you to send information to, also. So that's a, that was a blessing. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a great move of, of God's Holy Spirit yesterday. I know one guy um, named uh, Samuel uh, was from uh, was from Nigeria that uh, I, we talked to and. Uh, he was in agreement with everything you know he was in agreement yeah simpson's got to start stop and uh it's kind of like that you know this morning we sang a song um brother uh wes had uh, requested that we sing it of um it, you trust and obey and i think uh, wes and i are going to do a, a video on it uh, afterward but um and i'm just going to give a little preview if you don't mind wes and uh that that song is a really old song. I don't know if it's probably back in the fifties or something like that. It's, pr- it's really old, maybe even older, older than that. But um, the name of the song was "Trust and Obey." There's no other way, and you know you don't hear that anymore. It, that would not be a popular song today because they don't want the word "obey" in there. Right. You know they don't they don't think you need to obey, so they would say you be, you're going back under the law. But that kind of goes to show you how drastically the church, the religious world of the, the system has moved away from obedience of the Lord. In that day even, they were they believed in obedience. And that's what got me when, that, when he sent me that song. I was thinking like, gosh, they believed in obedience. It's a rarity to find a church anywhere that believes in obedience. They don't believe you can obey because they believe you have a sin nature, therefore you can't obey. You know, they 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 believe that trying to be obe- obey is you're falling from grace because you're trying to do works. It's just gone so far in left field that it's just incredible. And that's what we deal with when we go out on the streets and stuff. And I know that's what you deal with as well, Samuel, is that sort of thing. I
6: have a question. How come people are wearing these big, bold, uh, black and white shirts to say obey? What is their
1: message? That's a, I know what that is. Get, repeat the question you said because she didn't have a mic.
5: Sister Jillian was asking why do people wear these large shirts that that have the uh, letters obey written on it and we were explaining to her that that is a clothing brand called obey but it doesn't have anything to do with the lord
1: whatsoever but it's a good door we use sometimes to say, what are you obeying you know and you go in and start a conversation you know <laughs> you know so it's a good door to see to see what's going on it's, your shirt is right let's just focus it in the right direction amen Amen. Anybody have something on their heart this morning? This is the body of Christ. We're all together. If there's a need, if there's something that's going on in your life, something that you question in the Scriptures, uh, I always like to start the service and give you an opportunity to do that before we go on to the message. Everybody okay? Everybody good? One, two, three. All right, here we go. Brother Cedric, you had something?
5: In Ephesians chapter 4, it says that the Lord has given gifts unto men in Ephesians chapter 4, and it says that these are for the perfecting of the saints. And so the question is can a saint be perfected without that gift?
1: The Lord has a structure, and his structure is the church of God, the church. Being outside the church by choice would be in disobedience to what the scriptures tell us to do. The Bible says not to forsake the assembling together of yourselves as the manner is, of some is. Now, even the people that are on YouTube with us and, and in service with us on, on Zoom, we, they are having church with us, so don't think that you're not. This is the church. The church is made up of, of these people, and what do we have? Maybe 40, 45 people here this morning with between all the, all the different things that we come together as a, as a church. So this... this um, so by in saying that, if a person was somewhere and there was no place in another country or something like that, and they had no internet, no nothing. Yes, they can. They can come to that place. But in God's structure, it's that you're. He says in Colossians chapter two that you are complete in Him. He was talking to the body of Christ that we are complete as a body, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, Lord willing, this morning about the body of Christ and how its completeness is through one another. Because we need one another, and we, I say this uh, often, that I need you in my life, and hopefully you need one another in your life, because this, is, this helps each other for the building up of the body. The first uh, question I'm going to ask today, and you can start turning with me to, uh, um, to uh, go to the book of Acts uh, to begin with. But I'm going to ask a question, and I want want some answers, and we're going to see what the Scripture says about this question. Many today believe that the gifts of the Spirit are no longer available or no longer in in use today, or they're gone. Uh, They believe that because the canon, when it was completed, which means the Bible, that the gifts were no longer needed. Therefore, the gifts of God... Are no longer in operation. Now we're going to define what the gifts are. You can find those in First Corinthians 12, of course, which defines all the all the gifts. Ephesians 4 and Romans and Romans 12 are where all the gifts are listed. But let's see what the Word of God says. And so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about because if we're going to talk about the gifts, I think the first question needs to be asked. Well, are the gifts for today? I want to turn with you to Acts chapter two to begin with and. Uh, This is the scene of, um, let me give you an update. The Bible says that uh, after Jesus had descended and ascended, that he came back to his disciples and began to teach them and open up their understanding to the scriptures. That's found in Luke chapter 24. We're not going to go there, but I'm going to bring you to it up up to date. They were in Jerusalem at this time when Jesus had done this. And he had always spoken about a promise. A promise of the Spirit. He said, I'm not going to, it's expedient that you, that you go, that I go away. He said, when he was going to die, he said, so that the promise can come. And he called that promise a comforter in, in John 14, 26. He said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Now, he spoke of this coming after his departure. In John chapter 14, he says, The Holy Spirit abides with you, but he shall be in you after my departure. As a matter of fact, he said in John, if I'm going a little fast, I know I'm just giving you a little history if you want to write them in. In John seven twenty-seven, Jesus said this. He said, On that great day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried and said to all, he said, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink, for out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, For the Spirit was not yet given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. So Jesus talked about a Spirit being given to the folks after he was glorified. This was the promise of of the Lord Jesus, of the Father also. And he he goes back in Luke 24, where we just talked about, and he tells them to wait there after he had spoken to them and opened up the Scriptures to them. He says, I want you to wait here until you be endued with power from on high. So something was getting ready to come. He said, this is the pro- promise that was spoken to you by me when I was here. But I want you to go, I want you to stay here in Jerusalem and wait there until you be, be filled with his promise. Now, if you go to the Acts chapter 1, um, J- Jesus come, uh, reappears to them again, and he says to them, this is what was spoken with, with, of what John the Baptist said. In, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 3, John the Baptist said, I baptized you with water. But one shall come mightier than I, and he shall baptize you, what? In the Holy Ghost and with fire. So he, Jesus quotes that in Acts chapter 1, exactly what John the Baptist had said in verse, in verse 5. Well, they, the disciples were wondering, what he, what's getting ready to happen? The apostles were like, what's going to happen? Are you going to restore the kingdom again? Is the kingdom going the kingdom, to kingdom come? And Jesus said, no, it's not for, for you to know. That's in the Father's hands. But he says this, he says, verse 8. He said, but you shall receive power after that that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So there was a power that comes along with the Holy Spirit of him given. This is after Jesus is glorified. He's telling them this. He said, you're going to receive this endued power. The word power comes from the Greek word deutimus, which means dynamic power, which is power over the enemy, power to be a witness, he said, both in Jerusalem and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And thank God that's what we are. We're being witnesses for Christ. So what happened is they all got together and they began to pray. There was about 120 of them that were praying in in, in this room. And there were both men and women, all these believers had come together. And as they were praying, all of a sudden, cloven tongues, the Bible says, like as a fire, sat upon each of them. And they began to speak with another language. And they were like amazed. Well, there was people that were there of like 16 different languages, and but they could understand what they were saying. They could hear them glorifying God. They didn't understand, what, what is this? What's going on? So Peter, who had denied Christ before, all of a sudden has so much power, he couldn't even stand up in front of two or three people, but all of a sudden now he's standing up in front of thousands, proclaiming Jesus. And he said, he said he's, and they began to, the other people began to think, man, are these people drunk? With wine, Peter says, no, it's it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Of course they're not drunk. But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And that's in Joel chapter 2, you'll see that. Joel prophesied about a time in the latter days when God would pour out his Spirit upon all flesh. He said, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and and, and, your young shall see visions. And he said, this is what's spoken of, and this is what you're seeing right now. And, and, and Peter began to preach Jesus to him. He says, this is the one you crucified. You crucified him. You rejected the Son of God that came to bring salvation. And as he was sharing with them of what they had done, the Bible says that their hearts became pricked. They began to have conviction, heavy conviction, just like happened to us. Our hearts got pricked, and we had conviction of our sin. They were having conviction of their sin in the same way. They were having a godly sorrow. So they asked the question, which was really important, Inver- and you'll find that in Acts chapter 2, and, he, and, and um, in verse 37, at the end of the verse, he says, what shall we do? What, what can we do as the horse were praying, What do we need to do to have this salvation? Well, it wasn't that they were, just, they were just there, but I want you to look at verse 33, because this is important. Therefore, the, Peter's preaching, and he says, therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, you see there it again. There it is again, the promise of the Holy Ghost. He has shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. So they hearing what's going on, they seeing it and they hearing the Holy Ghost, the promise coming forth. So if anybody wonders what the promise is, it's something that you're seeing and you're hearing. So again, going back to verse 37, he says, What shall we do? Peter comes to, Peter says to him, he says, This is what you need to do. Repent. Praise the Lord. He preached the same gospel we we're preaching, guys. You must turn from your sin. You must abandon your sin and stop sinning. And then be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. By the way, Brother JB's getting bored to today, praise the Lord. For the remission of your sins. And then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, when you, when, when you go back to Acts 2, it talks about this being the, a gift. That that's what he was talking about in Luke 24. He talks about this gift of the Holy Spirit. He said, you're going to receive this gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the important thing here, verse 39. For the promise, what's the promise? Go to Jerusalem, wait to be a dude from on high. The promise is the Holy Spirit. For the promise is unto you. That was a, that's those people that lived then. Your children, the generation that came after them. And to all that are afar off. So did the gifts stop? No. He says it's it's for you, your children, and to as many as afar off. That includes you and me. Are we in the afar off? Yes, we're in that afar off. And it says, it says um. Uh, and as many as are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Has God called you? Amen. And this is for you. So that's the first thing that needs to be established. Is it for today? And is it for you? And with many other words, so it wasn't just this he told him. I think he went into really what repentance means, really what godly sorrow means, really what it took. He testified and exhorted, saying, save yourselves from this untoward or this crooked generation. And boy, do we need to say that today save yourself. How are you going to save yourself? Oh, you mean you can save yourself? Yeah, there's something you need to do. You need to repent. God's not going to repent for you. You need to have godless sorrow. You need to turn from your sin. You need to, like oh, oh, Proverbs 28, 13 says, uh, he who covers his sins shall not prosper, but he that confesses and forsakes his sin shall, shall be shown mercy. So let's go back now to 1 Corinthians. I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Any questions so far? 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let let me just share this while I'm going there. A lot of things that are in the Word of God, that are spoken in the Word of God, um, are today looked at by some that come to walk in the Lord to an extent. They look at them as though we don't want that. We don't want that. I've had people that have come to me, y'all have communion. I don't want nothing to do with communion. I'd say, why? Because that's what, the, that's what the false church does. And I'd say, well, communion's in the Bible. You don't need to do it like the false church does. It doesn't do it the way God said to do it. Follow God's instructions. Well, I don't need to be water baptized because the false church gets water baptized. The scripture commands you to be water baptized. So you don't do it because everybody else is doing it, somebody's doing it wrong. You do it right, the way that God said it, to do it. Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't need to speak in tongues. I don't need to pray in tongues. I don't need to, I don't need to have the gift of healing. And all those things, that, that's not for today. And all that's going on in these other false churches, that's all no good. So let's just, let's just throw it all away. That is not what you're to do. You're to do what God said to do, the way God said to do it. You must agree with God. You can get something so right, on even, on, even on us, on, on knowing that we must obey obedience is necessary for salvation and take all the scriptures on obedience and you're right on with it. But then when you get to something else, you throw it out the thing or you start spiritualizing and uh, putting in metaphors and what have you and you lose the whole meaning of the literal meaning of what he says to do and just doing it. Don't make that mistake. You live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And the way that I, we correct people is how? 2 Timothy 3, 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. All scriptures God breathed, profitable for teaching, correcting, and, tra- and training in righteousness. How are you going to correct somebody? By the word of God. If somebody's saying something that's not in the word of God, and they say we want you to believe it as a fact, put it on the shelf. Okay. I'm, going believe, I'm going to believe the word of God. That's what I'm living by is this word. That's what we're to live by. Okay, going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Chapter 13 is sandwiched to me between chapter 12 and chapter 14. Why? Chapter 12 is all about all the gifts, and we're going to go through that, that the Lord gives severally through the body, as He wills, by the same Spirit. And He talks about all the different gifts of the Spirit. But then when you get chapter 13, He goes right at when He ends chapter 12, He says, but I show unto you a more excellent way. And He goes into love. He talks about a man can have all faith, even so to move mountains and have not love, it profits him nothing. He can have all knowledge and know all things and have not, faith, have not love, it profits him nothing. He can give his body to be burned and have not love, it profits him nothing, or give all his goods to the poor. And if he has not love, it profits him nothing. He said, above everything else, get love, because love is what the gospel is built on. Love is the fulfillment of the, of the law. So when he's talking about the gifts of the, of, of in the church, those gifts are governed to me by love, because the love chapter is sandwiched between the gifts of, in chapter 12 and also the gifts in chapter 14 to sh- make sure that the motive of your heart is not about you particularly, it helps you, not, not altogether, but about how can I edify, how can I help my brother and my sister, how can I u- be used by a gift to help them. Okay, now we, we asked the first question, are the gifts operational today or do they pass away? We went to Acts chapter 2 and we saw that the, when the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out, that it, it was for, 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 us, for them, for, the, for their children, for as many as the Lord our God shall call um, all those that believe in the Lord. So it, it is from that standpoint. But look, look what it says here in verse 8 of chapter 13. He said, Charity, which is in other words for love, never fails. But whether it be prophecies they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. So he's talking about a time that these gifts seemingly are going to vanish away. Some people, like I said, say that they have vanished away, that we don't need them anymore. (laughs) If we ever needed them, I think it's now more so than anyone, in my opinion. But let's just see what the Scripture says. For we know in part, we prophesy in part. That's an important thing. Somebody might think, well, I've got the gift of, of um, knowledge, or I've got the gift of discernment, I've got the gift of this, and, and you just start taking everything, and you think you, you got it all down. No, you know in part, you prophesy in part. You, you compare the gift that you have with what the Scripture says. If it, if it doesn't agree with the Scriptures, you don't go with it. Leave it alone. Don't get high-minded. Stay humble. And say, you know, if, if, if I feel something of a brother or sister, I'm going to go to them. I'm going to share with them. And say, but hey, but you do what you need to do in the Lord. This is just what I'm sensing. My sense could be wrong. Because I know important, prophesy important. And I have to always think that. Because it has to be judged according to the word of God. Okay, let's move on. But but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Has that which is perfect come yet? No. Some say that's the Bible. Who are we looking for that's perfect that's coming? It's Jesus, right? Go with me. Hold your place there. Go with me to 1 John. And we're going to see scriptures all over talking about the gifts in operation throughout the scriptures. Um, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. 1 John 3 and 2 and 3. John says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. Now, will you, will you know important, prophesy important then? No. You will be just like him. You'll see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope purifies himself even as he is pure. So the one we're looking for when all this is done is we're going to be in heaven You won't know important prophets how important. You will know even as you are known, the Scripture says. Okay? So by them saying, well, uh, you know, we're no important prophets, that that which is perfect is coming to the Bible, that's just not so. Nowhere in the Scripture does it even say such a thing. Let's go on. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Talking about growing up in the Lord. For now we see through a glass darkly. You don't see clear yet. You don't see in that mirror clearly yet. But then, okay, when? What's he talking about? He said, but then. What's he talking about? When that which is perfect has come, right? Isn't that the subject that we're talking about? But then, face to face, we're not going to see darkly then. We see, we vaguely, we we don't see completely clearly yet. I can't tell you everything that's going to be in heaven. I can't tell you everything that's going on. Some things are withheld from us. But then, when we see Jesus, we're going to see face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am known? Now, if the Bible was what was what is that which is perfect, do you know even as you know? Do you see face to face? Do you have just perfect, clear, clear vision of seeing everything? You, you have, you there's no mysteries you don't understand. There's nothing you don't understand, everything's clear? Well, no, you have to be honest and say, no, I, I don't. Why? Why don't you? Because that which is perfect hasn't come yet. And now about his faith, hope, and, lo- and love oh, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Any questions so far? Any comments? Okay. If there's no comments, then I want to go to the chapter... Okay. Go ahead, Brother Wes. Yeah, I think,
2: I think the gifts of the Spirit, let's say like in the body of Christ functioning properly, it's like the most humble way in which the body can submit and to one another in the fear of God, like Ephesians five talks about. And, and, you know, it's, it's love like we need each other. And so when, let's say like when one person just takes the Bible and says, all we need is the Bible, we don't need anything else. Like the meat and potatoes. This is, this is it. We just need the Bible. Then it doesn't make room for the body to function. It literally, it's not, it's, it's, it's like a false humility. It's, it really puts God in a box and says, hey, this is all that we need. And then all the scriptures that really speak of discernment and what it is to discern, like even Jesus talking about and saying, how do you ser- discern a false prophet? I mean, why, why would Jesus say that? Why would Jesus try to bring a discernment or measurement to the table if, if if all that was going to be a done away with, prophecy is going to cease. I mean, that would make no sense for Jesus to literally give us a measurement or John to say, test the spirits, you know, if, if all this was just about ready to come to a close. I mean, it, it just, I mean, think about that. If you just use that logic, you would see that they're not going to cease. And then even Paul here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, giving you the measurement. What's the measurement? The measurement is love. So if he's giving you that measurement of like, okay, all these other people, if they're prophesying, if they're praying in tongues, if they're operating in these gifts of the spirit, what's the measurement? The measurement is if they're not doing it out of love, they're just, they're just a bunch of noise. They're clanging brass, you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're loud. There might be boisterous. And that's what we see in the charismatic movement or the people that are forwarding gifts They have a bunch of noise, but they're ineffective because love what? Love obeys. Love love lays down its life. Love takes up its cross. Love sacrifices. And so you have this measurement of love. Love obeys the commandments of God. So once you have the measurement, you don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to be leery. You don't have to be standoffish. You don't have to be like, oh, I don't know if this is, you know, we're going to be able to discern if this is God. The Bible gives you the understanding of how to discern if it's of God or if it's not of God. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you have this measurement. Mm -hmm. James says it like this he gives you an understanding. James chapter three, he says, the wisdom that is from above is first pure. It's pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's willing to yield. So then you have you you, without hypocrisy. So then you have a measurement. That's why we have all these verses in the new Testament to give you the proper measurement to be able to judge and discern if it's of God or if it's of the devil, if it is truth or is it of the spirit of error, and, and so we don't have to be afraid of it.
1: Yeah, thank you for that. I, I want to ask you one other question now that we've established that. Does everybody understand and everybody in agreement with the gifts of the, of the Spirit, of, of the Holy Spirit, or for today? Do we need preachers? Do we need evangelists? Do we need teachers? Do we need the gift of health? Of all, if, 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 all the gifts for today. Okay, everybody in agreement. Okay, let me ask you one other question. Are all the gifts for today? Yeah, because why? Because if one of them are, are true for today, then they have to be all true for today. Because it doesn't, it says we, that, that you're going to know important, until, until that which is perfect is coming. Come, But he talks about some of the gifts going to be done away when that which is perfect has come, uh, uh, that they're going to be done away. Well, then if you're going to establish that the gifts are for today, then you have to look at the gifts and see what they are and say, okay, I've got to agree with what the Word of God says. All the gifts are for today that he has here. They're all there, okay? Um, Now, here's the next question. It's a key question. Should you, uh, Yeah. just a second, Samuel, I'm going to give it to you. Should you desire these gifts, these spiritual gifts? Now, I'll give it to Samuel. Go ahead, Samuel.
4: Yeah, I was just gonna kind of piggyback real quick too off of uh, Wes real fast about um, you, the Word of God and discerning. You know, we know that in First Corinthians twelve, it's talking about all the gifts, and in verse uh, verse eleven, actually, it says that all these talking about the gifts work the same one of the same Spirit, and He divides it to every man severally as He wills. So we know all the gifts come from the Spirit, and we know in Acts five thirty two. It says he gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey him. So we know that these false churches or these people that may be being loud symbols that are just making a noise that they really are faking it because we can judge them by the fruit of their life. If they're not obeying God, they don't have any of these gifts. If they're not, they don't have the Holy Spirit. If they're not in obedience to God and then all these gifts are given to the body and they're, how are they determined who gets what by the spirit, the spirit decides the Holy Spirit decides who he gives of what measure of what me to do and that and that's what the scripture says and we can use that to judge and see if if this man who's acting in this gift is this man really of god or not Well, we're going to judge him based off what his fruit ask him about his faith and ask him about the fruit and the sin if he has sin in his life and if he's not obeying god then we know that this is not a gift from the lord because he doesn't give the holy spirit to those who don't obey him just who obey him
1: i mean, thank you for that word that's that's important too uh, that's a very very important uh issue that uh, he's talking about in Acts 5 um, is that um, people sometimes use um, praying in tongues for instance as an evidence of salvation nowhere nowhere in the scripture does it say it's an evidence of salvation it's a gift that God gives to those like he said that obey him that are walking thing so the the first um, thing like brother Samuel said the preeminence of it is is first of all before you talk about having any gifts you need to make sure your life is right with God because uh, the gift is not going to be there for you. And the enemy is quick to give a counterfeit on anything. The Bible says in the last days that the false prophet that's going to come up, the Antichrist is going to come. He's going to be showing great, mighty miracles that's going to deceive many, many people, the Bible says. Many people are going to be deceived. So just because something is coming forth doesn't mean that it's authentic by the Word. We have to always compare it to the Word of God. But if you are walking in the truth and are walking in the spirit, then the spiritual things are for you, is what the scripture says. So I'm gonna ask the next question, one more, the question I just asked again. Should you desire spiritual gifts? Now I hear a lot of people say they don't want the gifts. They don't, what do I need that for? I don't need that. But should you desire spiritual gifts? Amen. Can I just ask somebody a question? Sure. Go ahead, Eleanor.
7: Okay. So When I had started going to Evangel Temple, of course, it was one of the Word of Faith churches where everybody loved all the false false prophets, you know, um, Benny Hinn and Kenneth Hagin and all that stuff and Kenneth Copeland. And one night um, I was taken up to the prayer room and a lady prayed for me and I started speaking in tongues. And the funny thing is... um, I was still kind of living in my sin, um, you know, like I'd go to youth group and everything. And then on Friday night and then Saturday night, you know, some of the girls from my youth group and, and myself, we were at the bars, you know, drinking and dancing and it was just so mixed up. So I was thinking to myself, how could I actually, it was my friend, Travis was saying to me, so how can you be filled with the Holy spirit? speaking in tongues and yet you're living in sin. Like that's pretty much impossible. And I never thought of it that way because I was so taught wrong. And then I found out um, through following, you know, much better people on Facebook that this spirit called the Kondolini spirit just like took over the word of faith movement and went through all the churches. And, you know, everybody was being slain in the spirit and laughing in the spirit and like acting really weird. And like, I saw, people like walking around barking like dogs and people thought it was like amazing this is the holy spirit and back then i thought it was great but now it's like the holy spirit would never act that foolish um so now i just like i will not speak in tongues because i don't believe it's real um but how do you get rid of that kondulini spirit thing like i just i'm kind of confused on that
1: well, uh, first of all, you, you're you're right, Eleanor, that you can't be filled with the Spirit and filled with the Lord together. That light and darkness cannot dwell together, and certainly the Holy Spirit is is the light. Uh, there is a there is a, the Spirit of God that does move on a person, and uh, there is a language that the Lord does give. But the the enemy also likes to counterfeit whatever we have. He counterfeits exactly. salvation. Exactly counterfeits salvation. He counterfeits uh, healings. He counterfeits everything to try to throw a person off. The way that you know that you're in Christ is not by speaking in tongues or gifts. It's by what the Word of God says, that you're walking in obedience. That is the, that is the thermometer. That's why the Scripture says examine yourselves whether you be in the faith in 2 Corinthians 13, 5. It's not by whether you speak in tongues, whether you have gifts, all those. And, uh, it, it, um, Unashamedly, it makes people. It gives people the illusion, and the devil loves that to make them think that, well, I must be right with God because God's using me to do this or that. But listen again. um, The Scripture says in um, in Revelation, and I'm just hold your place in in First Corinthians. Don't I'll I'll just read it for you if you'd like. It it says in Revelation chapter nineteen, and uh, verse twenty, it says, "And the beast was taken with him, the false prophet." that did miracles, wrought miracles before him with which, with which, by using those miracles, he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and then that worshipped the image and they both would cast a lake of fire. So by the miracles that this false prophet, this beast, this antichrist was doing, he deceived the people into taking the mark of the beast. So deception is going to get worse and worse as we go. Counterfeit's going to get wor- more and more as we get closer to that time. So, um, so we we beware of that, you know, but again, we want to do it God's way. There is a gift there. There is a spirit there. And you, we want to do it the way the Lord said to do it by faith and walk in that. Amen. I hope that helps you. Okay. Um, it does.
7: Thank you. Thank I'm just you. so glad I, my eyes are open to the truth and I have found all of you and
1: I'm just so grateful. We're grateful to have you, Eleanor. I want you to turn with me to uh, verse 31 of chapter 12 of First Corinthians.
5: West has a word
1: when you get a okay, let me just say these two things, and I'll give it back to you, brother Wes. Uh, Revela- uh, First Corinthians, chapter 12. Now he's just going over the the gifts, and I know we haven't gone through the gifts yet because I want to take those in particular too and go through those of uh, what these uh, gifts are. But he tells you in verse 31, but covet or desire earnestly the best gifts. So you are to desire. I hear people say, man, I don't want anything to do with the gifts of the Spirit. I want to throw it out. I don't want to ever go there again because maybe the false church did it wrong. And maybe like you, Eleanor, were involved in that, but like many of us us were. But you don't throw it out. You do it right. And the Bible's commanding you This is not a recommendation. This is a commandment from God saying to earnestly desire the best gifts. Now go with me to the next chapter, chapter 14. He starts it again there in verse 1. He says, follow after charity or love and desire spiritual gifts. Now how can somebody say, well, I'm I'm not desiring them. I don't want to desire them. I don't want them. You can't do that. Because the scripture's telling you the opposite. Now, again, why would you desire them? Okay, we know that from chapter 12, chapter 13 that we just read, because of love. Because of love for who? The brethren, others in the body, and also for building yourself up into faith, and we're going to see that also. Okay, Brother Wes, go ahead.
2: Yeah, the, the purpose that the devil would want to do in what I've seen in and, and, in, in people's lives, it seems like, he wants to taint, he wants to, 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 so distort, you know, what God purposed for the for his body to function like. And if he can do it and you know, imitate, you know, the divine, he can't create, he has to literally mimic and imitate. And so he creates this counterfeit. The counterfeit, you know, is pretty much the people out there, obviously, that are promoting that Jesus paid it all, did it all. You do nothing. You could be in your sin and you could still be saved. And therefore you could still function in, in, in the gifts of the spirit. And that, you know, that they would actually be truly gifts of the spirit while you're living in sin. And and, and that's what we're saying. The measurement is no, you can't, no, you can't. That's a familiar spirit. If you want to say like Eleanor said, it's the Kundalini spirit. It's something very similar, just like when, when Moses you know, he had his rod and he threw down his rod. This is, this is an Exodus where he goes before Pharaoh delivering the people. He threw down his rod. This is a manifestation of God's spirit. He threw down the rod. It became a serpent. And then James and Jambries, who were magicians kind of like the false system, right? They have a familiar spirit. They throw down their rods and it, they become serpents. And so the only distinction between Moses is power or the rod manifestation of the spirit and the the, the false system or the people that were the magicians of the time the only difference is is moses's serpent swallowed up their serpent so it's very identical and so yeah, the only point. way the like like if you if the counterfeit let's say like there's a lot of counterfeit hundred dollar bills within our society right but what do we do do we do away with money no we we actually the people that are able to recognize the counterfeit are the ones, or let's say the spirit of discernment, someone that has a a discerning spirit, the gift of discernment. We might get into that in first Corinthians chapter 12 is one that actually knows what the genuine look like. So they don't, they don't try to recognize counterfeit money in our circulation, right? By, by, by studying counterfeit money. No, they actually look at the real and then they really identify what are the unique attributes of the real, and then they can recognize the false. And that's what we do. We, we have these measurements of love. We have these measurements of purity, and then we can recognize the false. false. Like Jesus says, you will know a false prophet by his fruits. A good tree can't bear bad fruit. A bad tree can't bear good fruit. So these are uh, ways in which we can recognize the false so we don't have to, you know, be repelled from these things, from these gifts. And, and so that's th- that, that's what the devil wants. He wants you to literally go from one ditch to the other ditch. He wants yeah. the pendulum to be swung yeah. so far the other way that the, spirit, the the gifts of the spirit can't even function. And, and And that's what we need. We need the gifts of the spirit, you know, speaking in tongues is of God. Prophecy is of God. Obviously, they, there's more important gifts, you know, and maybe speaking in tongues is not the most important, but just because it's not the most important doesn't mean we need to do away with it either. I
1: want, I want to say this and you saying that too, Wesley, if you're coming to this fellowship and you're part of this fellowship or you're visiting right now and you don't um, have the gifts of the Spirit manifested in your life and maybe you've shunned them in the past and maybe you don't understand it, it's okay. It's not a salvation issue. So I want to make that clear. You are welcome here. You're you're my brother. You're my sister. You're walking in in the Spirit. You're walking in the way. Then you are welcome, and we welcome you with open arms. Uh, We had a bad experience of Cedric, I, and Wes. We were in a group, and they basically shunned us and kicked us out because we believed in the gifts of the Spirit, because they didn't. And we by no means will do that. We we love you just where you are, and you're walking in in holiness. You believe in walking in holiness. You've stopped sinning and, and doing that. And walking in that way, then, then um, yes, come on, you know, and, and hey, uh, the Bible says in, in um, Philippians chapter 3, it says, where until you have attained, where until you have attained, so also walk. If you hadn't understood it up until this time, and you're not walking in that, then that's where you're at, then we receive you. The Bible says do not receive someone with doubtful disputations, as, as it says in Romans 14, 1. You know, one man may believe that he can eat meat, another man may believe he, he can't eat meat, you know. We, you know, let that let that be. But we want to teach the truth of the Word of God to help you, to grow and to be edified in the Lord, and to be. And, and I don't know about you. If my Bible tells me to desire them, I'm gonna do what the Bible says. I desire spiritual gifts. Why? So that I can help my brothers and sisters. Because and because the Bible tells me to. So that's, that's what I, I minister because I've got to minister the whole—I can't just minister part of the Word of God and say, well, we're just going to talk about obedience being necessary for salvation, and we're going to leave everything else out. No, they, they ministered all these different things in the Word of God. So every subject has to be brought forth because we want you to walk in the fullness of what the, of what the Word, Word of God says and what God would have, would have for you. That's important as the body of Christ. But the says you had something?
5: I was about to say, if there's any of us that are not desiring spiritual gifts, do we really believe that obedience is necessary for salvation? Because we're, if, we're not, if we're neglecting to desire them, and if I neglect to desire them, and the Scripture obviously is telling me to desire it, and I'm refusing to desire it, I really don't believe what I say I believe.
1: So, some, uh, some, Brother, Brother Cedric, uh, you're, you're correct in that instance, but some may, it's one thing to, to understand and to desire, but if they don't understand it, yet, then that's what we're going through this, so that, so that they can come to an understanding and desire. It. And, and, the, and desire spiritual gifts, there's many gifts, uh, like brother, uh, brother Samuel brought out earlier, you'll find in chapter 12, if you go there a, a minute, in chapter 12, we'll read, um, we'll just go through that just a minute, if you would. The Bible says that, that the gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. Now, in Luke, in Luke chapter 11, verse 9 and 10, it says, ask and you shall receive, Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened to you. If you want to put that down, that's, that's Luke 11, um, 11, 9 through like 13. And he says, um, he says, for whatsoever we ask, we will receive. Whatsoever we seek, we shall find. Whatever we knock for, shall be opened to us. He said, if, if you being evil, he's talking about earthly people, know how to give good gifts, like people in the world, they give good gifts to people. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask? So he's telling you, you need to ask for the Holy Spirit. That's the first thing. He doesn't just pop it and force it on you. He's not going to force that on you. It's something that you ask for. Now, when we go here in Revelation chapter 12, it says that by the Spirit are these gifts given to you. They're not all the same gifts, but it's all the same Spirit. So men receive different, different gifts of the Spirit, whether it be gift of healing, the gift of faith, the gift of working of miracles, the gift of prophecy, the gift of different ty- kinds of tongues, the interpretation of the tongues. Uh, but all these, in verse 11 says, all these work of that one and self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as God wills. He gives the gifts out to those. That was verse 11 of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. The, God gives these to you as he decides to, to give them throughout the body of Christ. You desire them, he gives them to you. Now, some, some people may think, oh, They think, well, I don't need these, and I don't need to be part of that, but but it's so important. you got to get this, guys, in in 1 Corinthians 12, because he says, verse 14, he says, for the body is not of one member, body's not not one member, but many. If you want to be part of the body of Christ, you don't stand alone. You need, we need each other. We are the body of Christ made up of many members, he said, not one. I've heard somebody people say, well, I am the church, me by myself. No, you're complete with one another. This is God's structure. It's the way he set it up so that we can have those gifts working in the body. And that's why when we, when I come, we come together in fellowship, you'll see Wes might have something, Samuel might have something, you might have something. Why? These are the gifts working in the body to bring forth to help the rest of the body. Because I might, I might not see something they see. or, they, or they, I may see something they don't see. You might see something they don't see. Because God is working a gift in you. That's why it should never be a one man show that says it's one man doing everything. Because he doesn't have all the gifts. The gifts need to be operational in the body of Christ. So we function in this way. And that's why I wanted to go over this. Because this is how we function. You have a gift. And I want to talk to you about how to recognize your gift and how to use your gift okay so here he goes on and he says and he and he breaks it down and says i want you to think about this he says can can the uh can the foot say because i'm not the hand i'm not of the body you're connected you got to be part of each other can the ear that shall say because i'm not the eye i'm not of the body you're part of the i need the ears you, you don't need your eyes y- yes you do you need your ears you need your foot you know, you need all those things. Well, you might be my foot. You might be my, my ears, my eyes, whatever. I need that part in my life to, so that I can, can be complete in Christ. Now, um, verse 18. But now God has set members, every one of them uh, in the body, as it hath pleased him. Here it is again. He, it's what he does. Uh, but Verse 20. But now are they many members, yet but one body. So it's not a bunch of bodies. Who's the head of the body? Jesus. Jesus. What's the rest of the body? Us. OK, you got it. I want to talk about something else. He says verse 22. "Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. I want you to understand that every one of you are necessary to the body of Christ. Why do you say that, Don? Because that's what the Bible says, and when you miss and you're not here. We're missing part of our body. We need you. We need you to function in this body because you're necessary. No matter how insignificant you may think you are to this body, you are necessary to us. Why did you say it? The Bible says that. And those members, verse 23, of the body, which we think to be less honorable, maybe they got the gift of helps. So maybe it doesn't really stick out. Upon these, we bestow more abundant honor and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. So don't ever think that your little gift or your, your thing is small or insignificant. It's not. It's huge. Mine's probably more insignificant, okay, than yours is, according to what the scripture says. Why? Because verse 24 says, for our comely parts had no need. But God had tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. Why? So that there wouldn't be any schism in the body. One couldn't glorify himself and say, well, look who I am. Look what I do. And the Cor- Corinthian church was guilty of that. They, they wanted to look, make, make themselves look like they were somebody. And isn't the false church guilty of that today? Going around, well, I'm a bishop, and I, I do this. You know, I go to talk to somebody sometimes, and the first thing they want to tell me is that they're the a pastor. I didn't ask you if you were a pastor. I just wanted to talk to you. <laughs> Why you got to tell me you're a pastor? you think I'm going to give you some certain respect <laughs> to something? Or, 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 or you know, they, they'll say, I'm... I'm Reverend Smith. <laughs> really? Well, then you are nothing. You are an unprofitable servant. That's what you are. You're nobody. You're at the lowest. You're at the lowest pay grade, buddy. But you know what they do? They put themselves at the highest pay grade. Brother Grady, brother, brother, brother Braxton. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there there be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Hallelujah. I'm no different than you are. You're no different than me or man. We all in the same boat together. We just want to help each other to get to the kingdom, right? right. That's what we're here for. So, so listen to this. When some, this is why we pray, guys, and we ask, If I say, does anybody have any requests? And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. If my brother's hurting, my sister's hurting, my brother's sick, my, brother, my sister's sick, something going on in their life that they're in pain about, uh, you know what? I'm not a big... Well, Kelly may think I am, but I'm not a big cat person, you know. But you know, when he lost his cat, you know, I, I sympathize. Why? Because he cares a lot about it. Because it hurt him. Because he's my brother, you know. And 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 so we we care for each other when when we when one another hurts. So we, we support one another and help help each other. But anyway, <laughs> so whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Samuel's been sick. I call him up. I'm saying, Samuel, are you okay? We're praying, let me pray for you. Let, let, tell me what's going on. How's your family doing? You know, we, and we lift them up. You know, we call in each other. Make sure we know that somebody's sick, somebody's hurting. Bible says in, Re- in, in Romans 12, he says, Weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. Why? Because you know what? If you stump your toe and you stump it hard enough, what, what happens? It hurts. You forget about all your other members, don't you? That toe hurts, Brother Braxton. And when that toe hurts, I'm hurting all over. So when one of, the, one of the members hurt, we're all hurting with them because we're part of one another. We're a family in Christ. Oh, with one member be honored? We're all honored with? Man, somebody gets, gets, gets a, 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 bit, a good job. JB gets a good job. Man, congratulations, JB. You got a good job, man. Got a, got a job. You're doing good, man. Yeah, keep it up, man. I'm rejoicing with you. You know, I've I seen, I seen Cedric. Hope you don't mind sharing this, Brother said, Brother Cedric was 19 years old or 20 years old when he first came with me. And uh, we started out, I think it was just him and I and Jill and maybe a couple of other people. And, and Cedric had been in like seven accidents and, uh, and, and just a, a lot of troublesome things going on and his job wasn't right and everything. And, and I just, you know, hurt with him and, and prayed with him and helped him and worked, worked, worked with him any way I could. And to look at him today... Such a sh- great, strong man of God who knows the word, who studies the word, who reaches out. I don't know if anybody reaches out more to help the others in the fellowship and checks on other people. And one that uh, now he, he's got a, a new nice house, a nice car, you know, a, a great job. And he came from nothing. And, uh, and now he had not been a wreck since back when I met him. Yeah, I mean, well, he did one, but they, that was their fault, Brother Brother said, so You okay? But to see God, and I know Kelly's the same way. Others have been the same way. Braxton, all of these have come along so far. And you know what I do? I rejoice with them. Right. I'm not envious of them. I don't want what they have. I want them to have. I want to see their life blessed. So you know what I do? I rejoice with those. I'm honored with all those that rejoice. Praise the Lord. So we are, we're members one of another in particular. Okay, here we go. Verse 28. And God has set some into church. First, apostles. What is an apostle? Okay. We know there were 12 apostles, right? Actually, there were 14 that I can read of in the scriptures. There was uh, all the 12 disciples, plus there was Paul, who, who became, was born out of due time. Who was an apostle? Matter of fact, if you turn with me to, hope, oh, you place there. Turn with me to Second Timothy, chapter one. This is how I know. Second Timothy chapter one in verse eleven. Paul is speaking here to Timothy. And he and he says this, verse eleven, whereunto I am appointed a preacher. An apostle and a t- teacher of the Gentiles. We know Paul was also an evangelist because he evangelized the gospel. So he had at least four gifts of these in his life. He was one of the apostles. I know that the Bible says that Barnabas also was an apostle. Apostle means one that is sent to go out. Um, miracle, signs and wonders follow them. They go out and they go, go, go and minister and lead, lead groups, and they are, they are apostles that were sent of God. Okay, any question about apostles? Okay.
0: Just
1: uh, a question. Are apostles today? Brother Kelly asked if there are apostles today. By definition of what I read apostles means and um, uh, in the Strongs, I would say yes, there are apostles. There are those that are sent by God to go out and minister the gospel all over the world and that signs and wonders do follow. Yes. I have to believe that. All of these are there. Just like Barnabas was was appointed apostle, also. We don't don't even see Barnabas doing any miracles, but we see him going out and minister with Paul, and he was named an apostle as well. Okay? Okay, secondly, uh, prophets. Um, So everybody understand what a a prophet is. Jesus talks a lot about false prophets, doesn't he, throughout the scriptures. Uh, a A true prophet would be a true prophet who declares the word of God um, ministers the word of God. He's one that probably foresees the future somewhat and or, or has a good explanation and an understanding of the scriptures. He's a prophet. So um, I believe we've got prophets here. I believe bro- brother brother West, I believe so, so you, you used in, in, to be prophets and also prophets can also be those who bring forth prophecy. okay? Prophecy is something that edifies the other believers. He's speaking words that edify. So we see that, that happening in the midst of us. Um, thirdly, teachers. Of course, we know a teacher is someone. I guess I probably look at Wes as probably being uh, maybe and probably Eli, um, possibly Travis. You know, some of these uh, that Aurelian word, uh, Brother, uh, Brother Cedric is teaching. Uh, those are ones that have an understanding of the word, that have exercised themselves in the word. And probably many, many of you uh, are teaching the word of God because you well you've been studious. That's why the Bible says in Second Timothy two fifteen to study to show yourself approved the workman that need not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. That person that has done that is a teacher. He will bring forth teaching of the word. Okay, and after that miracles. Uh, we pray for people. We see the gift of miracles that happen. Uh, many people get healed. Uh, things happen that uh, we pray for. That I know. Uh, gosh, I see it happen all the time in my life and in other people's lives that God, God heals and, and does different things with miracles. And, of course, the gift of healing is along with that also. Brother Cedric? The difference between a pastor and a apostle? A pastor who is one who oversees a flock, uh, an apostle is one who is sent out. Can, he can do that as well. But he's mainly establishes churches and goes out, and and he's sent and does miracles. And it doesn't look like the apostle necessarily stays in one place. It looks like he goes out. so like Paul and Barnabas went out in in the mission field and established churches in different places. You had a question? Okay. No. All right. Um, Any other questions? Everybody good? Okay. Uh, Helps. Now, here would be one that somebody would think, well, that's insignificant. No, it's not. You need, we need helps. Um, I, I would think that um, if, if I saw someone who had the gift of helps, I, I would have to pick Roy. You know, he's always eager. If somebody's got a broken car or something going on, he, wants, he just naturally wants to get in the middle of it and try to help them get, get it fixed. So he's got that in him to exercise that gift to, to want to go out. I remember when I had a boat and i go out in the Gulf, way out there 100 miles out, I wanted to make sure Roy was with me. Because I knew that he could fix about anything that it broke, and he just has that, um, and he'll even say something, he'll just go touch something and start where he did that with my dishwasher upstairs, <laughs> you know, so uh, he, he's always wanting to help. I think JB has that gift as well, I think that he's, I think many of you do, Brother Larry has that, you know, where he's always wanting to help, you know, and, and reach out and help someone. So those are gifts that are not insignificant they, they, they're needed in the body of Christ, but to some to that person they think, well it's not that big deal. Yes, it is a big deal, very big deal, all of them. Um, governments, those are, are ones that are just organizers. they just uh, like like to, to take and help uh, govern. The, the, the affairs of the church you know makes likes everything to be in order and decent and in order i think uh i think bridges like that a lot you know she she likes to make sure that everything's set i think my wife's all like to, like that she likes to keep me all set and set up and ready to go you know so these gifts that are that are in operation uh and then different kinds of tongues okay and we're going to get into that the different kind of tongues there are there's one to there's one in the gift of tongues and we're going to get at more di- more in depth, there's a gift of tongues that is used with an interpretation. Somebody may come forth with a, a tongue that, um, that maybe nobody understands, but and he may give, and the Lord may give understanding of that language to somebody else here, and they're able to interpret the tongue that's being spoken. There's another where you actually have a prayer language of speaking in tongues. Uh, there are two different ones. You'll find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse one through three, it said, he that speaketh an unknown tongue uh, speaketh unto himself, not an, but an unto God. For no man understands him, for he speaks mysteries. It also says that his mind is unfruitful. But another one is that uh, the gift of tongues, like he says, uh, I wish that you all uh, spoke with tongues, Paul says, but rather that you prophesied, because he that prophesies speaks to the church unless the one who speaks in tongues has an interpretation and he's speaking to the church also. So there's two different types of tongues there that he's talking about. We're going to get more in depth with that. Um, so then Paul says, are they all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? And he kind of went through that already. No, they, no. he says uh, have all the gifts of healing. Do you all speak with tongues? Do you all interpret? But co- covet earnestly the best gifts. What are the best gifts? Apostles, prophecies, those type of things where you bet you're edifying the church. Those are the best. And then he says, "This scripture really stuck out." I'm gonna give it to you just a minute. With this scripture, verse thirty-one, the Lord. I remember one time was echoing in my mind, my mind over and over and over again. He says, "Yet I show unto you a more excellent way. The excellent way to have these gifts in the op- in operation in your life, in my life, is the way of what? Love." Love. That's what he gets into after that. There's no chapters in Greek. He goes right into re- to, to chapter 13. That's why I said chapter 13 is sandwiched between them to show that they must be done through love. It's not about you having some gift and, whoa, wow, you really, that's really, we really think a lot of you because you have that gift and, and God's using you in that gift and so forth. No, your, your, your mindset is, how can I help the body of Christ? That's what I want it for. I want to be able to help the body of Christ to grow in, into its fullness. Do we what? do we need to have the gift of evangelism to evangelize? That's a good question, uh, Cedric. The, the scripture actually told Paul tells Timothy Can you it, Oh, yeah, yeah, Cedric said, "Do we need to have the gift of evangelism to go and evangelize?" Paul told Timothy this. He says, "Do the work of an evangelist." you know, actually in 2 Timothy chapter 4. I'll just turn and give it to you quick uh, to read it to you. He says, uh, verse 2 of chapter 4 of 2 Timothy, he says, preach the word, he tells Timothy, and tell all of us, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. The time will come that when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. Boy, isn't that the truth? And shall be turned into fables. But watch thou on all things, endure afflictions. Look what he says. Do the work of an evangelist. So everyone is called to do the work of an evangelist. That's why he... T- He told the disciples to tell them to go out and preach the gospel to all creatures, teaching them to obey all the things that I've commanded you. So everyone has that part. We are to share our faith, and you don't have to know a lot to share. All you have to know is that your testimony, I was lost and now I'm saved. You go out and say, tell people, say, listen, I just want to tell you, man, I was lost, now I'm saved. Jesus gave me a life worth living, and man. You you need to have that also. You need to come to know you don't have to be real knowledgeable, but as I found that as people come out with us, you know, you learn a lot real quick, don't you? Praise the Lord. Amen. And somebody else had a comment? Brother Wes, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I think each person has their gift. I mean, and, and it's really a talent, I believe, that each person has. If you're a teacher, like let's say you God's given you the ministry of teaching and you're really i would say like an elder a teacher a shepherd they're all one and the same because they're really looking out for the flock to actually make sure that there's no hirelings or somebody that would come in and try to distort the message so timothy's obviously doing the work of an evangelist because he's pioneering and so according to history he would be going to ephesus i believe it was that he went to ephesus and Titus went to Crete. And so there's this time where you, there needs to be this ministry of evangelism that's going out. And then obviously he's supposed to look for people that would fit the qualification of an elders. So, and then he gives, you know, Paul gives the qualification of these leaders, elders, so that, so that the body can have true shepherds, true people that are looking out for the people of God and keeping any false teaching from coming in um, and 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 really protecting them because there's gonna be hirelings. There's gonna be people that don't actually they didn't come in the proper right way. They they tried to creep in through a side door like Jude talks about. They're serving only themselves. They're, John says they're drawing disciples unto themselves. So anybody that's a true man of God that actually is protecting the flock, they're gonna be able to notice. That's gonna be like, let's say, the gift of discernment. They're gonna notice, hey, that's that that's not of God. It doesn't set right. And then they're gonna use the scriptures to contend against them, you know, contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. So there's this mold, there's this image that God has given us through his scriptures, through his body to contend against. And so I think that there's, you know, to go with what Cedric was asking, you know, um, are there certain things, people that were evangelists, I would say like Cedric, Cedric might have more of a gift of, you know, maybe of an evangelist. So I would think that maybe him having that desire, let's say that God gave him that desire of gift of a, of, of an evangelist, because God gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, Ephesians chapter four. So just as, in, in light, like what Paul says are all apostles, are all po- prophets, I would say are all evangelists. I would say, well, to some degree, but there might be some like Cedric, if he's called to that specific calling upon his life, He's going to inject into the rest of the body that desire that God's put specifically in him. So then there's going to be maybe more of a thrust in the ministry that God's called him to evangelism. And then everybody else would would be able to see that and be like, hey, you know what, it's going to attract everybody else to want to share Now, everybody should be sharing. Everybody should be teaching to some degree. But if someone specifically called to the ministry of teaching, like James says, let not all seek to be teachers, there might be some that would teach more than others because they specifically, let's say they have that calling or gifting upon their life so that they're going to inject that into the body. But, you know, everybody else within the body should be doing it to some degree maybe just not to the level that god has bestowed and some people maybe because they've dug deep and they've multiplied their talent or their gift god's bestowed upon them a little bit more so they may be they may be used more because of how diligent they've been with what god has initially given them they've multiplied it and he's multiplied their efforts and so I, that's how I see, you know, with these different giftings specifically, maybe the, you know, the, um, the different giftings that God's put in the church.
1: Yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, if you have a burden for the loss and you love others as you love yourself, you're going to, you're going to, you've got to minister to gospel. But I think in evangelism too, is, is like Cedric likes to go in, and go to other towns go see other brethren everywhere they're at. And, and that's a blessing. And, uh, and I, I really, I, I love evangelism as well. You know, I, I feel like sometimes I'm more of an evangelist than I am anything else. I just, I just love just, uh, and Jillian the same way. You know, she's definitely an evangelist. If you don't believe her, look at her vehicle. Uh, <laughs> so, but one thing that you don't want to do is, is sometimes what will happen is you'll have a particular gift. And you think everybody else should have the same gift as you. So you're trying to make them into what you want, what you are. So you've you got to respect one another's gifts. And you may not have that gift, but, but the gift you have, and you're trying to say, well, everybody should be a teacher with me. So I'm going to try to make everybody a teacher and try to force them into a place where God's got them in another gift. So you will respect one another's gifts and, and pray for one another and let that gift manifest and work its way through it. I like what Wes was saying about, in, in John chapter 10, it talks about the true shepherds. Jesus is the chief shepherd. And then we are shepherds to watch over the flock we watch for one another's souls you know we watch for other souls and protect them and t- take care of them but he, he warned about hirelings and I, that's what i wanted to key on what he said there very very important point we have today what we have is a lot of hirelings yeah. uh, they're in it as a career they're in it uh, i was looking the other day I, I just look at the main ones in this earth that are calling themselves pastors and preachers that first of all the first thing requirement is is that they be blameless, holy, and pure, as we know in First in Timothy 3, 2, and, and Titus 1, 1, verse 5 through 9. That's the requirement. Most of them, all of them basically say they, they don't meet any of those requirements. The second thing is, a good way to tell is look, at, look what their income is from preaching. Even Franklin Graham, I was looking at yesterday, Billy Graham's uh, son, who's doing uh, what's his big ministry stuff, and all, I thought, well, maybe some legitimacy. In it. He takes a salary of about 700000 a year. Really? You really need that? You know, these others are taking millions of dollars a year, T.D. Jakes, all those, it's in the millions. You know, really? You're a harling? Because when the wolf comes, they'll flee. And that just, it's just so many things that prove they're just in it for the career or in it for the money. They got their jets, they got all this kind of stuff, and these are the main, quote, uh, big shot Christians, so to say, is what they call it, is what they call it. They, they're the big guys. And, and look, at, look, you want to know a false prophet? He says, one thing by their fruit. You know, you take it and you're begging people for money to give, 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 and you got, you're living in some mansion with your jet and millions of dollars? That's what caused people to look at this and say, wow, you know, that's, that's, that's not, can't be right. You know, you hear, you hear them, but you gotta get more money, you gotta do this, and they got this. No. So you, you need to watch out for that. Before we close, I want to go to a couple of more places real quick, okay, because this is also talking about the gifts of the Spirit. I want you to go to Romans chapter 12 if you turn it quickly. Verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. In other words, if you've got a gift, if you're in a particular ministry part of the body, then don't think yourself of being anybody special because you're not. Amen. But to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Every one of us have, that, have a measure of faith. For as many us as, many as have members, for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. There we go again. You have, you, you're different, and you need to be different. So we being many are one body in Christ. Same thing like, like 1 Corinthians 12, isn't it? And every one one of another. We belong to each other. We're part of each other. Have the gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us? Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministry. Sometimes you may have the gift of ministering as a pastor or as an elder or what have you, and it may not be time. Wait on it. Be patient. Or he that teaches, wait on his teaching when it's time. Or he that exhorteth on, on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. Don't sound the trumpet. But give, be a giver. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness, let love be without dissimulation. In other words, don't prefer somebody else with, above you. Now, go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Any questions on that? It's Kind of very similar. We could go on in that too, but... A, Okay, go to verse 9. Read it. Oh, yeah, I got you, brother. I got you, brother. Okay, verse 9. Let love be without dissimilarity. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Okay, you, you, you happy and good? Okay. <laughs> be kindly, affectionate one another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. So you always put everybody ahead, above yourself. Uh, Ephesians 4. Everybody knows the scripture there pretty much. Uh, it says, hear, to, hear more to gifts here. Wherefore, he saith verse 8, um, verse, um, verse eight: When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts to men. So these are gifts. Okay, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Um, now that he ascended, what is it that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended the same Christ up above, up before above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles. Here are the gifts: apostles prophets, evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. And we saw in 1 Corinthians 12, pastors weren't mentioned because pastors just were overseers, but here we see it as pastors and maybe very similar to apostles. What did he give them for? This is what it's for, guys, for the perfecting or the equipping of the saints. This is to help us all to grow and work and walk together. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, it says, it says walk, uh, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're to grow together. Uh, it talks about in, in, in the last verse of Hebrews chapter 5. It says, uh, strong meat is for the mature, or the perfect, who have exercised their senses to discern good and evil. So you, you go through and you, and you walk this out. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up or the edifying of the body of Christ. See why you need each other? You edify me. <laughs> I need you. You, you exhort me. Till we all come into the unity of the faith. How long are you going to do Till everybody's in the perfect unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man and the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is why. This is why you need this in your life. That we from now on, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive that's what's going on out there when you try to talk to people they're deceived and they just go from one to the other they 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 tossed about every every wind of doctrine you should be steadfast in what you believe you should know what you believe and when somebody comes to contend with you you should be able to contend with them in the faith because you have been raised up and equipped that's what we try to do here in this body we want to equip you to be able to come against the opposition to convince them of the truth not them convince you so you have to know the truth. That's why you study to show yourself approved. A workman that needs not be ashamed. He won't be ashamed because he understands the word of God and nobody's going to pull the wool over his eyes because he knows what the truth is. You're not going to be moved. You're a tree planted by the waters. Brother Braxton? Yeah, Brother, I had a question. They had this false prophet. He knew my past. So how could he be like a false prophet?
2: Start all over. How can you be a false prophet and still know
5: my past? I don't understand that.
1: Well, you know, there was a time that, uh, that, that Saul, when Saul, um, when Saul had, uh, was in rebellion to God and he had, he had um, not taken the things of God serious and he was falling away, he went to a, a sorcerer one time and, um, and called up Samuel, who was dead, and, and to tell him what he wanted to hear. Uh, the, the, devil, the devil knows your past. He can, he can do that. It's not that, that that does not make them a man of God because they can tell you some things. They got on every corner that you can go down there and they got fortune tellers. And some of them will tell you your past, your, your past or your future. And they may be correct because the devil can do that. He imitates what the Lord knows and does. He does that. Brother Wes?
2: Yeah, in Acts chapter 16, verse 17, yeah. Yeah, that's it's a, a similar situation sorcerer, yeah. where one of the ladies you know she was like a fortune teller of that time she says that the same followed paul and us and cried saying these men are the servants of the most high god which uh you know would show us the the way of salvation she's literally speaking truth i mean that's mm-hmm. that it. that is truth. they were the servants of the most high god they were showing the way of salvation but she's speaking from a familiar spirit. Cause Paul later on, I believe in the same chapter cast it out. And then they get mad that all of a sudden she doesn't have this ability of fortune tell- telling one person had a question earlier about like, if you do have the Kundalini spirit, a familiar spirit um, you know, what do we, sh- what should we do? Should we cast it out? Do they, does it need to be cast out? Um, I would say, It just depends on, you know, let's say how much if somebody was completely possessed by a spirit. I think, you know, if if you're around other people that are really true saints of God, most likely that spirit will be driven up. Like I've seen it. I've seen demonic manifestations like a couple of times in my life where they're speaking from a demonic spirit it's going to be pretty evident. Um, it's, you know, so, and, um, so I would say it just depends. Every situation may be different. If somebody turns to God with all their heart, then potentially, I would say if they're truly repentant, they're broken, even if they did have a demonic spirit, you know, that spirit can't stay, you know what I mean? So whether it gets driven out by somebody laying hands on somebody and casting it out, or it just leaves, I can't say every situation may be different. So I guess the answer to the question would be like, you know, it might need to be, you know, driven out by somebody either praying over the individual or it might just leave depending on how much they gave themselves over to that wicked spirit. Or if it's like Legion or they have like multiple demons, Mary Magdalene had seven, Jesus did cast it out. Potentially there could have been other spirits within other people. They just left because when they come to the light, you know, the demons can't stay. Mm -hmm. And just just to even go further at this, uh, a Christian can't have a demon. So anybody that tells you a Christian can have a demon, this is another subject. It's false. They're a false teacher. They don't know what they're talking about. Christians cannot have demons. Can they be influenced by evil spirits? Well, yes, they could be influenced, but good, you know, you're not going to have the Holy Spirit dwelling with a demon. If the Holy Spirit's within a believer, and that's the earmark of a believer, a demonic spirit's not going to be right alongside of them. The the armor of God is to keep demons out, not create some shiny home for them to live in. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the that's what the armor is there for. Yeah, even in um,
1: when Jesus in Luke chapter four, uh, Braxton, it says in verse thirty-three, it says that in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil, and cried out with a loud voice, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. So he was saying, I know who you are. See, so he, he knew what was going more so than the people around him knew. So they, the devils know. The devils believe, they tremble. And another one came and said, The devils also came out of many, crying out and saying, Thou art the Christ, verse 41, the Son of God. And he rebuking them, uh, suffered them not to speak. For they knew that he was Christ. You see? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Was, it, brother, what's crazy is they had me until I actually came to the truth, you know? Yeah. When you know the word, you can determine, no, no, So I had to delete everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's so important to know the word of God. Again, we, we, we talk about seeking first God's kingdom. Guys, this has to be the priority in your life. It's not, it's not you're mowing your grass and you're doing all that stuff. You need to take time in this. let that grass grow, you know, whatever. Let that hobby go off. You better know this Word of God. You know, and people say, well, what about this book and that book? I say, you know this book well enough yet? You got it down? Will you memorize it? Because you need to know this to stand against the opposition. Jillian? We don't want to keep the people, so you have to keep maybe a little bit short if you can. Yeah, yeah, okay, just okay. for me. So
6: five years ago, Wednesday, um, so after being in the church for 50 years, um, I was dealing with four uh, multiple personality disorders since the age of six. And so I was about to shoot myself in the head because I just couldn't take it anymore. It was getting more, more powerful. And so in one hour, they cast out 23 demonic spirits from me. And since then, I've never, never, never felt anger or a perverted thought, you know, unforgiveness, like nothing.
1: Praise the Lord. And so that's my salvation day testimony. So
6: so, um, the spirits that were cast out was the Antichrist spirit, spirit of bondage, criticism, deaf and dumb, death, uh, depression, divination, error, familiar, fear, haughtiness, heaviness, infirmity, jealousy, Jezebel, lying, offense, perversion, python, rejection, religious, seducing, unclean, and whoredoms. Mm. And it only took an hour. I mean, it's no big deal. There's no like screaming, yelling. Coughing, you know, none of that showmanship. I mean, it was just like a little two-sentence prayer and then asking the Holy Spirit to replace the opposite of it. It's like Wes said,
1: you you can't be a Christian and have a devil because light and darkness are not going to dwell together. You come right with the Lord and and pray and, and get those devils out of there, and that house is swept clean, but if you go back, you open it wide open for that one to come back with seven more devils worse than himself. So stay clean and walk in holiness. I'm going to ask Brother, Brother Cedric to lead us in communion. Brother Cedric, would you do that, please? Let's all stand. Here, brother, use mine, here. Thank you, Lord. Turn it on.
0: Nothing's <laughs> <laughs> working, brother. Nothing's working. Thank you, Lord. Am I on? No. Brother,
5: the, the enemy, brother, don't want me to talk, brother. Don't.
1: Test one, two. There you go. Again, just had to touch you. I'm like Roy. <laughs> oh, thank you, brother. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Amen.
5: Thank you, Lord, for this, for this bread, Lord God. Your word says, Lord, that this is the body, Lord God, that was broken, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for your body, Father. But by your stripes, we've been healed, Lord God, as we've come to the knowledge of the truth, Lord God, and repentance to you, Lord. We do not take this lightly, Father, that you've sent your Son to die for us, Lord. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, to examine ourselves, Lord. And Father, we do in that now, to make sure, Lord God, that there's nothing in our heart, Lord God, nothing in our, in our, our conscience, Lord God, that is convicting us, Lord. And as Brother Don's quote all the time, for that to be repentant of at this time, for us to come to that place, Lord God, where we're broken and contrite, that we may partake with you, Lord. And so, Lord, as we examined ourselves, Lord God, to prove that we're in the faith, Lord God, we thank you for your body that was broken for us, and we eat. Lord, thank you for your blood. Yes, Lord. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no uh, washing away of our sins, Lord God. And so, Father, we, we thank you, Lord God, for sending your son to shed his blood for us. It washes away all of our past sin, Lord, that we can be clean in you, that though we were red like crimson, we are now white as snow. Walking in you, Lord. Thank you for your blood, and we partake.
0: Amen. Thank you, Brother Cedric. Praise the Lord. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Sons of God hear his holy word gathered round the table of our lord eat his body and drink his blood and we sing the songs of love hallelujah 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 if you want to live with Him You must also die with Him Die to selfishness and sin And you'll live forever From of God hear his holy word gather round the table of our Lord eat his body and drink his blood and we'll sing the songs of love hallelujah 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 Oh yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
1: Thank you, Lord. What a blessing. I hope you enjoyed the service, and mostly I hope it was beneficial to you. Thank you for being with us this morning in the service. Uh, Praise the blessing. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we want to remember to keep all these uh, prayer requests in uh, in prayer, to exhort and encourage one another and just love one another through the week. Uh, what a blessing. Um, thank you for your support. Um, if you would, Brother Cedric, uh, you could put that up. You want to, yeah, if you... Wanna, um, yeah, uh, if you uh, we want to just make it available to you and offer to you. If you want to be in support of this ministry, if you believe in this ministry, you part of this ministry for support, you can, um, you, if you want to support, you can go to any one of these and send your support. And we appreciate whatever you can do for the needs of the body. We take in, take in those. We have needs and we appreciate whatever you can do to help us. We will be meeting again Wednesday night at 7 PM. So we look forward to seeing you then. Um, looking forward to a wonderful service a wonderful time in the lord so keep um keep sharing the lord with people and keep walking close to him i love all of you and you have a wonderful day we're getting ready to go and baptize uh brother jb he's getting ready so we're going to go out there and baptize him and also i want to announce that uh, for those that are here that um going to um brother cedric's home he's got a meal prepared for everyone so uh, be sure and caravan back over there and and go be with him today. So an exciting time. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I love you guys. Thanks again for being with us this morning. Lee, it's such a blessing to have you. Lee's new with us. If you're new on on YouTube uh, and you want to go to Zoom, please let us know. We'll send you a link to be live on Zoom with us. And also, um, if you are new on YouTube, please click the uh, subscribe button and the notification button below so that you will receive future services. And if you would, all of you if you would uh, go back and hit the like button maybe make a comment this helps to get more people to be able to listen to the message and be helped so i thank you every one of you for your part in the ministry and thank you for thank god for your gift god bless you have a good day and we'll see you Wednesday good night. We're going to go out and uh, baptize, brother.